everyone, and welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. My name is Tiffany. And I'm Bailey. And we're your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you start, it gets so awkward. I know. Because I didn't know where to go. <laughs> um, Bailey. A lot has been going on. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't here last week, and I had a grand old time until I had to come back to work. I watched your puppy poo all week. Yeah. I already told the story about yeah, meeting her she sister. watched my baby and my other babies. Yeah. But yeah, no, we had a really good time, but I feel like I can't ever just enjoy vacations or like enjoy a holiday off because I'm dreading so hard to go back to work and it sucks. No, I get that. It sucks. Like I worked 12 hours on Tuesday. Yeah. So I don't know, but we have the vacation two of us. Was fun. I'm full-time bartending right now, which I was like kind of, I was doing sh- two shifts a week bartending and three shifts a week serving and now I'm just fully bartending and it's exhausting (laughs) like there's only three of us and we each had a vacation so like I went on vacation first and then my other bartender his name starts with an r he he went on vacation and now my coworker is it Ricky no oh is it stop guessing (laughs) because I'm not gonna tell you um, my other coworker, he is currently on vacation, so like there's just like me and one other bartender for the whole weekend. So we're both doing like open to close. <laughs> I wanna die. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get the frustration. It sucks. I'm not even frustrated. It's just like one oh, of those things where I'm just can't relate. I'm just tired. Yeah. Plus it's I also know. seven o'clock and I've been here for two hours. And we're just now starting to record. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's We're great. Fine. <laughs> also, update. Sarah, Sarah the assistant, is now going to be a regular part of the podcast. Yes. We are going to get a third mic for her, and she is going to be... We're going to we're gonna be a threesome. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's spicy. No. Not, if you will. <laughs> Sarah was like, realistically, she was always a part of the podcast. But oh, was, duh. Yeah. But, like, when she started doing her episodes, I kind of realized, like, damn, like, she gives a good episode. And tell me, you guys, that she does not have the literal best podcast voice No, she podcast does. Voice Tiffany ever has a heard. lisp. I talk too fast. Sarah's just perfect. Sarah's <laughs> perfect. And it makes me angry. Every, like, when I listen to my episode with her, I'm like, oof, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> so, um, you're going to be the star of the show. Well, duh. Not even. So. And she's still going to do everything for us, like our assistant, because she's just an angel. Oh, my God. Love it. She's going to be our assistant and our co-host. I feel like there are so many her. things that I need to talk about and that I can't remember right now. Can you write them down? Yeah. You, Bailey pulled out no, her No, I wrote down said, one thing, and it says doggy and work. <laughs> and I already touched on those. <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, I have something to talk about. Okay. You guys. Do you want to know the funniest story? Oh my god! <laughs> Here, guys. Just a disclaimer: this does not happen often. Oh, but it happened though. Sarah, you're gonna want to hear this. I know. This is the story from earlier. Yeah, oh. I know. I'm excited. Okay, so like I said, we have been here since like five five thirty, and it's now seven p.m. And we told Sarah like about this story as soon I, as we got here, but we did not tell her the story, I so said, she does Do not know it. You want to hear the funniest thing ever that Bailey did? And Bailey said, "Oh my gosh," and. She was like, wait, wait, wait until the podcast. Like, wait until we record. Listen, I'm fully putting myself on blast right now. Oh, and I'm putting you on blast too. And I cannot wait. Listen, guys, it was a one-time thing. And then I will explain after Tiffany explains. 
what happened. Okay. So, me and Bailey and Sarah, we all got rollerblades <laughs> for the summer, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> and we haven't gone out with Sarah yet, but me and Bailey went to Nevada Beach on Monday, right? Yeah. And... It's like a little beach in our in, yes, in Tahoe. Yes, it's in Tahoe, right on the Nevada side of, of the lake. They allow dogs. It's a cool path to get there. Like it's a paved path, so you can bike or you know rollerblade. Roller <laughs> yeah. So me and Alex, he biked there. I rollerbladed there. Bailey met up with us later, and um, we were we were leaving, and me and Bailey took our rollerblades and and went back on the. But path. But we had to go like on the fully paved path, not the dirt dirt path because we had rollerblades and not a bike nobody even knows that there's a dirt path <laughs> okay well there's a dirt path okay and normally like when i bike because i bike there a lot john and i will like mountain bike down like through heavenly and take the bike the dirt bike path to nevada beach which is so much shorter than the paved path. so much shorter the paved path is like easily adds like an extra mile easily do you think that's that long yes 100% because it goes up the hill and then it comes di- back down No, it goes like and it yes. goes like way around yes yeah anyway anyway so we were gonna walk the dirt path back and then get on the the path with our blades like once we got our there blades. our blades <laughs> <laughs> and we missed the path so we just rollerbladed all the way back and <laughs> and we get back to our cars and i get in my car and i start taking off my skates and I close my door, put my car in reverse, and I see Bailey just frantically skating back to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't, like, she didn't give me anything of hers. I'm like, why is she coming back to me? I don't understand. <laughs> so I rolled down my window and opened my door, and she said, Tiffany, Tiffany, I'm peeing my pants. <laughs> <laughs> And she's literally like half squat, legs apart, still in her rollerblades, literally pissing out of her pants, like out of her <laughs> shorts that she was wearing, all over the ground, right in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, let me tell it from my perspective now. It was yeah, golden. I, I need to know why you okay. pissed yourself. So, okay, I grew up an athlete. Okay, I grew up playing sports. I grew up running. I grew up doing tons of different sports. And I've learned... That, like, with me, like, when I'm performing and, like, doing a sport, I forget about the urge to use the bathroom. Like, there's been times when I've been playing field hockey and I literally get taken off the field and I look at my coach and I'm like, I'm about to piss my pants. Like, I gotta go to the bathroom right now. And she lets me go. And I just run into, like, the stadium and I go to the bathroom. But, like, so I had, like... I had to pee a little bit before we left the beach, but I was like, no, I'm totally fine. Like, I'll make it back. I also had to pee a little bit, and I made it back to my house. Okay, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) So, I don't think I realized, like, how bad I actually needed to pee. And so, we rollerblade the mile plus back to our car. I get back to my car, and there's a bathroom, like, in the parking lot there. So, I saw the bathroom, and I was like, all right, lit, I'm golden. Didn't even take off my fucking skates, okay? Go to rollerblade up to the bathroom, both locked. Men's and women's. Both locked. <laughs> they're just... It's not even like they're in use. Like, they're just locked. Right. So then I, like, skate over to Tiffany's car because at this point, like, I saw the bathroom so I was like, I'm not going to make it home. Like, I have to pee right now. So I was like, I was going to tell Tiffany, like, open both of your doors. Let me squat in between your doors and I'll pee in the parking lot. Like, no big deal. Like, I've done it before. I've peed in the woods in front of your boyfriend. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, when we go out skiing and stuff, like, I'll just 
Yeah, if you gotta go, you gotta go. I just drop my pants in the woods. I don't care. But this is like a public parking lot. Like people drive past it, and like you can be seen. People are parked in there. Yeah. So like I was gonna have Tiffany like open both of her doors, and then I was just gonna like squat in between. And then on the on the way from the bathroom to her car, I almost ate shit. Like I slipped out (laughs) on my skates, so I peed a little bit, and then I couldn't stop. So I'm like, I literally skate up to her car as I'm like fully peeing myself. And I just want to clarify, like I have not peed myself since I was probably like 11 or 12. I peed myself probably seven months ago. Well, you had a baby. Were you pregnant? Yeah, I was standing in the kitchen making Jason an egg. (laughs) And um, I like, oh, and then um, I... I knew I had to pee, but I was like, I barely have to pee, so I'm just going to finish making this egg, because it's, like, super quick. And then it hits you, right? No, and then I coughed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember this. I coughed, and I pissed all over my kitchen floor, yeah. and Jason is like, what is going on? And I was like, okay, I'm peeing But you were right also, now. like, eight months pregnant and had a baby sitting on your bladder, like yeah. a full-grown human. No, I and was then, just... But I also pissed myself at a game night, like, two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, well, because I was drunk. It was the ghost baby. It's fine. Yeah, I w- I had some margaritas, and then someone made me laugh, and I not enough to like actually fully pee, but like my yeah, I peed, I piddled. Piddled. I piddled. <laughs> I did like a misty. No, no, Sarah. Okay, no. Sorry, when I that was, was really loud. Sorry. When I was a cheerleader, I was a back spot, and we had this girl who every time she hit a new stunt well, she would pee a little bit and, like, trickle down her leg. <laughs> so, yeah. She'd get so that. excited and just be like, oh! And, like, no. I mean, she was... Sarah, I wish you were hilarious. there to experience, like, me I pissing myself. really Like, it were. was full on, like... I was, like, I mean, there was, like, gushing. a puddle in the parking lot. No, like, it was, like, a full pee. Yeah. And it, it was literally only because, like, I saw the bathroom and I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm so solid right now. Like, I have somewhere to pee. And then the bathroom was locked, and then I almost ate shit, so I just started pissing myself. Because <laughs> I was so prepared to pee. I just, it was so funny. It happened so fast, but I threw up in yeah. my door, and instantly, I'm pissing my pants! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then after, Missy she was just, so like, concerned. finished, and she was like, okay, I'm really ha- happy I had you here for emotional support. <laughs> no, okay, but could you imagine, like, if you had already left, and I was in my the car. My car was literally in reverse. No, okay. <laughs> But, like, imagine you pulled out, and I'm in the parking lot by myself just pissing, pissing my pants. pants. That's so much more embarrassing <laughs> than just, like, having you there. Because, like, if I was just by myself and somebody walked by and I'm just, like, actively pissing my pants, they'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> and then... Where at this point, I'm, like, I'm very obviously with you because I was literally inside your door. <laughs> like, my hands are on top of her car, and I'm leaning inside of her door, and my legs are out, my butt's sticking out, and I'm like, I got, I'm got, i just peeing right now. Oh, my God. I got pee on my brand new rollerblades, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I got matching rollerblades, too. Did you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah. To, you the, the, to get daily, the pink right? ones or the blue, blue ones? ones? Okay, nice. Because I'm not a pink That's, person. Okay, well, well, I know you're not, but mine also costs, like, $70 more than Bailey's. So really? Good because call. of the boa. Yeah, they have a bow. They have, like, the oh, thing that you click in and twist. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I enjoy. I, I also like, like the blue color better, though. But I like the yeah, I, like I had the, to de- I had to decide. I'm not a pink person, so I got I went with the blue. And I, I like was like, I hope ones. Bailey doesn't care that I'm copying her. I totally care. Jessica really, really, really wants a pair now, too. And they carry the same ones as your guys's. Or, no, the same ones as mine. Not a boa, though. But um, purple, and that's what she wants. But blue zone doesn't carry them. Damn. So she's gonna get a different pair. Jason okay, needs cheaper. new ones, and he's been talking about getting light ups. 
Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Wait, you should. Wait, I want some. Yeah, wait. Wait, no, can we I get can some get... aftermarket wheels? We sh- yeah. yeah. For, but, but no, but we can get like LEDs to put on our, the actual like boot. No, I want my wheels to light up. Okay. But your wheels are brand new. You don't need them right now. It's a waste well, of money. Yeah, not anytime soon. No, but we should just get like LEDs to put on our blades. Like the boots. Our blades. Wait, we'll look sick AF at We'll night. look sick AF. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But, oh my god. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, there's a story about how I pissed my pants and it <laughs> in was public. The best thing in the entire world. Guys, I, like, I literally cannot tell you the last time I pissed my pants. Like, I don't remember it. But I will remember that moment for at least two years. I bet you I was three the last time I did it. I'm realizing <laughs> that I pee myself a lot. No, I but, like, remember the, no, baby. no, before oh. I was pregnant. <laughs> I was at a house party and I was way too high. I took way too many bong rips and I don't smoke anymore. And I just remember like walking down the hallway and I didn't even realize, but I was fully peeing. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And I was like 15. Listen, no, there's been times like that. I've been, there's been times. Sorry, mom and dad. (laughs) There's been times and I've been like pretty high and like I'm at my house, like I'm safe, but like I'm sitting there and I feel like warm and I'm like, did I just pee my pants? Did I? Did I just pee? And I look down and I'm like, no, I'm good. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to pee my pants. So I get up and go to the bathroom. But like, I don't remember the last time I ever like fully peed my pants besides, <laughs> besides last Monday. Week. Apparently I have bladder control issues. I, listen, I think I've developed them. I think from no. working in the service industry and like having to like hold my piss until I have no, like really a free happy. minute, minute and a half. That's Dude. the thing that makes my bladder so strong, I think. Because, I mean, I like you guys don't know what I do for a living. She's a snowplow driver. She's a snowplow driver. Okay, but now it's summer. Now what do I do? Now you... You are a street cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a street cleaner now. But am I, as a street cleaner, I don't have access to bathrooms all day. Yeah. Like, I'm stuck in the car driving, you know. And the truck. I, Yes, the vehicle, whatever. You're stuck in the vehicle. I'm stuck in the vehicle all day driving, and like I don't have just random. Access I remember when you to used bathrooms. to when your your area used to be my area of town, and you had yes. gone into my into my house to use the bathroom, and you freaked James, my roommate James. You freaked him out. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> he said that like he he came out of his room, and you were just standing in the hallway, <laughs> and he was like. Tiffany and you're like hi James and you're like I'm just using the bathroom and then you let used his bathroom too wait there was only one bathroom no no no. oh oh at the new house okay yeah I do remember that yeah yeah because I thought no one was home or I heard I heard something and I thought it was John and I said John and like he didn't answer I'm like I guess no one's home I don't know what's happening and I just had to pee I just had to go pee Whatever. It's okay. We had a nice talk. It's no, fine. James James was literally like, I was so scared. I thought I was being <laughs> robbed. And I was like, who the fuck would rob us up here? I know. And then he like looked out to see my car. Yeah. I was like, is, is it out there? Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Good times. But okay, anyway. All right. Lots of pissing. Should we get into this? I think we should. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So. Wait. I have a case today. That I feel like nobody's heard of. Okay, Bailey but- hasn't heard of it. Sarah hasn't heard of it. And this is the case of Jerry Brudos. I'm scared. So Jerry Brudos is a pretty infamous serial killer, but 
I ever like I've looked it up and there are podcasts that have covered him, but nobody that I listen to has covered him. Really? Yeah. So I was like, okay, this it's not a super well known case, I think. I mean, I, I feel like many people have, like, heard his name, but that's pretty much it. Just like me. Like, I heard of him from Mindhunter, and that's the only reason I even know who he was and, like, decided to look into him. Okay, so let's get into it. So Jerome Henry Brudos. He goes by Jerry Brudos. He was born on January 31st, 1939 in Webster, South Dakota. 1939? Yeah. Okay. Like, this is, like, pre-Ted Bundy. Damn. Yeah, and I feel like the 70s is when, like, serial killers started getting... In South Dakota? He didn't kill in South Dakota. No, no, but that's where he was born? Yeah. In 1939? Mm Mm-hmm. That's, like... I don't know. I feel like South Dakota Dakota didn't even exist in 1939. still barren wasteland, yeah. (laughs) My friend Nicole is, like, she lived in South Dakota for a long time, and she was, like... There's nothing. <laughs> my cousin lived in North Dakota, Minot, North Dakota, and Minot. She came to visit me in Colorado. I think it's once. no, no, it's Minot. Really? She lived there. I know this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and she came to visit me in Colorado, and we went skiing, and she looked at the weather, and she was like, "Oh yeah, it's negative fifty in Minot right now," and I'm like, but, "Excuse me, <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live there." My cousin lives in South Dakota right now, and she's like, "Get me out of here." I she's believe trying it. To move back here so quickly. She's like, "I'm done. I'm over it." I was confused as to like why people like like move to South Dakota. Like, I'm sorry if you live in South Dakota. My I don't cousin. think we have any listeners from South or North Dakota. No, but in the future, we probably will. That's, okay. Guys, we love I'm you guys. So, anyway. I, I love you. Can you just we tell just, me why you live yeah, there? <laughs> just email us. We want to know. We want, If you didn't grow up there, like if your parents didn't make you live there, why are you there? Like Chelsea moved there because, my cousin, because of her now ex-husband. Um, but that's the only reason she moved Listen, there. Listen, like, like I totally understand it. like Minnesota, Michigan, like, all those other states that Wisconsin are Wisconsin because yeah. cheese. Yeah. No, like, I totally understand those. But, like, Nicole is the only person I've ever known that lived in the Dakotas. And, like, I'm just very confused as to why. I've been to South Dakota. Really? Mount Rushmore. You've been to Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Mount Rushmore? You've been there? Yeah, I've been there. You saw all four of them? We took a... The Mount Rushmore of crime. We took a... Yeah. <laughs> Murder, rape, robbery. What's and the other? Assault. assault. <laughs> Murder, rape, robbery, and assault. <laughs> yeah, we took a road trip there. It was miserable. That was a From, uh, like, that was a link to a uh, small town murder. So yeah, if just, you guys haven't listened to small town murder, they're great. They're incredible, and they have the Mount Rushmore of crime so. every episode. <laughs> every episode. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Tiffany. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So he was born in South Dakota, uh, but it's also like a big farming area, and that's what his parents did was farming. So he was the second son to his parents, Henry and Eileen. His parents lived on a farm, like I just said, and even though they they had a first boy named Larry, that was the first son, and even though a second son could have helped them out, like, more around the farm and the house and whatnot, they were very, very much hoping for another girl, and okay. they got a boy. So, his mom was angry. She oh, did not, really? yeah, she did not want another boy, and um, she just... It so made it was it. him, and then did he have sisters? No. It was, so it was just, just Larry and Jerry. Okay. Mm. Well, Larry and Jerome, but Larry and Jerry. He went by mm. Jerry. 
Okay. Listen, if I was a second born to a rhyming name, I would probably also go a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so his mother treated him very poorly growing oh, up. Oh, no. She, she didn't want him, essentially, you know. And then at the age of five, his parents had moved his family, had moved the family out to Portland, Salem, Oregon area. And this is when he got, like, this weird obsession with women's shoes. And that like started to like shine a light through him for like his future obsessions and fetishes. He found a pair of women's stilettos at the junkyard and decided to take them home with him because he was just like completely enthralled by them at five years old. He was just like, Hmm, I like these, which is see, like I wasn't even, like, well, I wasn't even with that with like, like, I don't know, just like any like princess clothes or anything. I wasn't into them. Oh, I was. I had, like, those little princess heels that were, like, an inch tall, and I felt like a princess. The little plastic ones Mm -hmm. that went (laughs) every time you walked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had them. I was always very girly. Let's be real. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So he brought those stilettos home from the junkyard, and he would, like, put them on and just wear them around the house, and his mom got, like, livid about it, which, I mean, they, they did want a girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it, like it's also the 19... I know, it's, it's 1940s. Yeah. 1944 at this point that I get it. I get the time and whatnot. Like, you don't... 1940s to have... I don't know. I mean, he's not even... Yeah. He's not gay. He's He very much identifies as heterosexual. Um, But he's also not like a transgender either. He... Just is enthralled by women's fashion. Yeah, and he liked to dress up yeah. in it. And his mom was like, mm, nah, like not a chance. I don't know, I feel like at this point in time, like, if that happened to, like, me and John, like, if we had a child who liked clothing that was not, like, gender specific, you know what I mean? Like, if we had a boy who really liked wearing dresses, I'd just kind of be like, okay, whatever, sure, do what you want. Yeah, and I know Sarah had talked about how, like, I don't know if she talked about it on the podcast or not, but she had oh, told with me... Avery's clothes? No, with Avery, well, she doesn't care about Avery's clothes either, but... When her and her brother were little, like, they're both very much heterosexual adults. And Sarah played with, like, you know, G.I. Joes and race cars and whatever. And her brother played with, like, Barbies or whatever. Like, Polly Pockets. Polly Pockets. Pockets. Sorry. See, like, me being, like, the child of... I have two older brothers that are much older than me. And, like, I grew up, like, not well off. Like, I grew up kind of poor, to be honest. Like, we were on the poverty line. So, like, a lot of my toys were hand-me-downs to my brothers, and, like, a lot of my clothes were, too. Like, I wore, I specifically remember there was a shirt that I would wear that was my brother's shirt, and it was just a white, like, blue and, blue, red, and yellow striped shirt, and it had, like, what, it was mainly white with, like, small blue, red, and yellow, like, stripes on it. Yeah, yeah. And it was my brother's shirt, but I loved it. I loved that shirt. My brother would put on my mom's bras and then <laughs> stuff them with socks. Oh, my God. But then I would put on his clothes and put a beanie on and tuck my hair into the beanie and dress like a boy, like, around the house. Yeah. And so it was, like, I feel like every kid goes through, like, a mess around with, like, other things yeah. phase, right? I like, I was it. very much a no, tomboy. No, it's, it's very different. I was very much a tomboy, I, but, like, yeah. I definitely, like... I'm still girly, like, at this point. Like, I mean, I don't wear makeup or, like, do my hair or Yeah, but you're just naturally cute, so you can do that. Shut I don't up. want to hear it from you. <laughs> I try. You don't try! 
<laughs> I don't. That's what makes me mad, okay? <laughs> I Tiffany, try. You, to Tiffany, be cute. you're so cute. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Just stating facts. Whatever. Misty knows you're cute. Well, Misty's an angel. Where is she? She, I think she's upstairs with Alex. Oh, I know. At least he's not making any noise. Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah so she would find her his mom would find out that he was like wearing these heels around the house and she called him wicked for liking them so much 1940s whatever yeah um she told him to go take them back to the dump where he had found them but he didn't want to like he he wanted to keep them so he decided to try to hide them from her and of course she ended up finding out that as well and ended up burning the shoes (gasps) and like just he was, like, super upset about it, of course. Well, yeah. But, you know, something that day when he found those shoes, like, something switched in his little brain. Like, he just knew that he he liked this. He didn't understand why he liked it yet because he was five, but he liked it. When he was six, his family moved to Riverton, California, where Jerry started the first grade. His teacher at the time always seemed to wear high heels, and for whatever strange reason... She would keep two pairs. Like, she would have the ones that she was wearing, and she would keep another pair in her room. Mm-hmm. And That's not uncommon for teachers. But two pairs of heels? No. Like, that makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I would understand, like, a pair of heels that you wear, and, like, oh, my feet hurt. Let me put in, like, some flats so my feet don't hurt anymore. But I don't understand the two pairs of heels. I don't know. Like, my... I feel like... I mean, my mom is a teacher. She never wore... My mom never wore heels, like, period. Like, I don't think I've ever seen my mom in heels. I'm so I have, girly, and the only time I wear heels is, like, super special occasions, like a wedding. Yeah. But, I don't know. I've seen teachers bring, like, multiple pairs of heels into, like, their classroom and stuff. And it's just, like, something that teachers do. Like, it's just, it's common. I don't, I don't know. think any of my teachers ever really wore heels. So I have a lot of teachers too. that wore heels. It's so weird. I wouldn't want to. You're, no. Not in the classroom, no. But, yeah, so he, of course, tried stealing one of the pairs because he was enthralled by them. But one of his classmates found out, and he was unsuccessful at taking them because his teacher had scolded him for attempted theft. So he didn't end up getting them, but still loved them. And as he got older, he started getting into his teenage years. He started stalking women. And would go as far as choking them unconscious in order to steal their shoes and run off with them. And that's how he, like, started to form a heel collection of his own in his house that he would hide from his parents. He then graduates from having a shoe fetish, which doesn't go away. It never goes away. But he graduates from that to having an underwear fetish as well. Oh, sorry. (laughs) He would sneak... He would, like, use brothers of young girls to like sneak into their houses you know like act as a friend or whatever to these boys and go into their houses and like steal the underwear from like young like preteen teenage girls so he could like add those to his collection of high-heeled shoes oh I'm gonna throw I know he's a disgusting human like I'm just okay the heels were like okay well before the whole choking thing I I mean Whatever. He's into what he's into. Yeah. But, like, the underwear thing is weird. It is weird. weird. And I forgot to give this earlier, so I'm going to say it now. Um, This is a big trigger warning. There are many... We we talk a lot about sexual assault and rape 
in this case. So I'm going to say that before we move along, that if that's something that, you know, you don't want to listen to, you can go ahead and just skip this episode, go to the next one, whatever have you. Um, But I I was going to say that before we started the case and I totally forgot, but here it is. Yeah, so he would sneak in into their, their rooms, get their underwear, probably shoes as well, and he would like hold them and like look at them and stuff and use that as an aid to masturbation Ew! like that's what he got off to he didn't get off to like the playboys he well i don't think playboy was around then but like their dirty magazines that he found in his dad's room or anything like he got off to these shoes and this underwear that he stole i know it's disgusting at age 16 he started fantasizing about kidnapping a girl and forcing her to essentially be his sex slave And he wanted her to beg for mercy and obey his every demand. Like, that's... At 16 years old, that's what he was imagining. Like, that's what he wanted for his life. Ew. 16. And I guess... So, this was a little bit unclear, but I guess he admitted to stealing the underwear of an 18-year-old girl and told her that she can have it back if she comes to his house. I'm like, hey, I stole your underwear... I'll give it back to you. Just, like, come over and get it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, you can have the freaking underwear. Like, it's gross and weird, but keep it. I don't want to go yeah. to your house. And when she arrives, she is very surprised to see a masked man with a knife who threatened her into stripping down naked so he can take photographs of her nude body. Oh, my God. Once he was done, he allowed her to put her clothes back on and flee. Like, she... Booked it out of there after that. And she ended up running into Brudos after she got redressed. And he, I mean, obviously this is him. Yeah. We all know that this is him. But he had lied to her and was like, oh, yeah, I saw him too. Like, he locked me in the barn. I'm going to go try to find him. And obviously he never did anything about it because, you know. Yeah, it was him. But (laughs) no charges were ever brought against him in this case as far as I was able to tell. All right, so now we're at age 17, where he like really tries to put his plan of kidnapping essentially a sex slave into action. He had dug a literal hole into the side of a hillside and planned to kidnap and keep women there as his sex slaves. He kidnapped a girl and took her down there and beat the literal daylight out of her until, luckily, and I have no idea how, a couple had stumbled upon the scene and was able to help the girl. So I read in one source that he dug the hole and like had her in there, but I read in another source that he had her in like a cabin. Mm-hmm. But either way, like whichever one is correct, I don't know how this couple just happened to stumble across it. Yeah. But thank God they did. And um, he had told the couple like, no, I, I'm not the attacker, you know, like I'm just, I saw someone attacking her and I wanted to help her too. Like, that's why I'm here. And thank God, like the couple did not believe him. Yeah. And they ended up like getting her help and calling the cops. Um, like she easily could have been his first murder victim if, and I don't know how old she was. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have her name or age or anything in, in the sources that I was looking at, but Um, He was arrested after this assault and eventually confessed to what happened and was sent to a psychiatric facility for evaluation. He was diagnosed with borderline schizophrenia and spent eight to nine months staying in the psych ward, 
but was still able to attend school during the daytime. So, like, he stayed there overnight and stuff. They allowed him to go to school and then come back to the psych ward. And from what I understand, he never tried to escape or anything. Like, he just, he did his thing and, you know, went to school, came back, whatever. Uh, He was released and deemed to, quote, not be a danger to society, unquote. Even though, I saw this on All That's Interesting, Apparently, he told the psychiatrist that he had a fantasy of kidnapping women and freezing them in a big freezer so he could rearrange their nude bodies in different positions for his own viewing pleasure. Ew. And they still let him out, thinking that he's not going to be a danger to society. Big ew. Are you kidding me? I don't understand. Like, if you tell a psychiatrist that, you should never be let out. No. I don't care what the conditions are. Like, you should never be let out. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, of course, that... I don't want to give any spoilers, but that became his reality. Yeah. So, in 1958, Jerry turned 18, and he graduated with a degree from his high school in Corvallis. Is that how you say that? Okay. <laughs> in the bottom 30% of his classmates. Oh, okay. However... <laughs> Shocker. Um, I, I do mention it later, but he... he Graduated in the bottom 30%, but he had a very average IQ. Like, he wasn't a dumb kid. He just wasn't, like, a school kid. Yeah, I think he was just too focused on underwear and the heels to, like, care about school. I don't know. (laughs) It's freaky. All I care about is these underwear and these heels. I don't give a fuck about Algebra (laughs) 2. He did end up making an attempt at college, but dropped out at 20 and he joined the army, but he didn't make it very far there either because after he told the army psychiatrist that he was having dreams about a Korean woman seducing him, and then also the psychiatrist like getting to know Brudos more after that statement, um, he was discharged for his, quote, bizarre obsessions, mm. which is another red flag, if you ask me. Interesting. I know. It's, it's weird. At age 21, he was electrocuted. He got a job as... I'm sorry. <laughs> I should probably preface this. He got a job as an electrician. So... <laughs> and he got electrocuted? And he got electrocuted. Yeah. I feel like he should he, know better. <laughs> I know. He moved back in with his parents at 21 and, and got a job as an electrician. Uh, he was living in his parents' shed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well... Interesting. My mom didn't care about him, it you seems like. Have- one job and that is to not get electrocuted (laughs) yeah i know but he did um so that left him constantly suffering from migraines that he claimed would cause him to black out and like lose all vision and this is the closest thing to a neurological defect or like you know a head injury as many serial killers suffer but honestly i personally think that he Sure, he was probably electrocuted, whatever. And I don't really know what electrocution does to a person's brain or body or whatever. But my guess is that he he used the electrocution as an excuse. Like, oh, if I go and, you know, if I get caught raping a woman, I can just use this as, like, my decoy. No. <laughs> I mean, that's... I got electrocuted for... But how bad? Like, pretty bad. Okay, but yeah, do you suffer from migraines and blackouts? No. Okay, exactly. So, my guess... But is he lying? Exactly. My guess is that he's lying and he's, like, he's using that as a decoy. Like, oh, if I get caught raping this woman, like, oh, I don't... I didn't do that. Like, I blacked out. 
Yeah. But that's just me completely speculating. There's no proof of that. I didn't see that anywhere. That's just my own thoughts. Um, so he, I don't know, this isn't really that important, but he, I also want to note that he didn't have any characteristics of the McDonald triad. You know what that is, right? No. Really? Explain. Sarah, you don't either? Oh my gosh. So it's believed that serial killers have two or three of these characteristics and basically like that's what makes you become a serial killer. Um, it's animal torture, bedwetting, and arson. Okay. is the McDonald triad and they yeah they typically say that like serial killers have two or three of the combination he didn't have any of them however it kind of has been proven to be like a myth yeah but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there that he had none of them because people still talk about that and whatnot so yeah after he moved back in with his parents at 21 he had kidnapped and strangled a young girl until she was knocked out Stole her shoes and slept with her shoes to make him feel more powerful. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> He's so gross. Ew. But she did survive, so that's... I mean, I guess there's a plus. Um, and at age 22, he meets 17-year-old Darcy Metzler, and they were married within months of meeting. Much to the dismay of Darcy's parents. They did not approve of the relationship... At all, but it's not specified anywhere in my sources as to why. Um, I understand that, like, he's five years older than her. She's still technically a minor, but this is the 19, what, 50s now, and that's normal, I think. Like, you know, 22 to 17, like that. I don't think that's weird. So I'm assuming that, I'm sorry, it was 1962, by the way, um, (laughs) But I'm assuming that they just, like, got weird vibes from him or something. Yeah. And, like, just did not want her to be with him. Which, if that's the case, like, they were on it. Also, in the same year, his first child, Megan, was born. He had children, Bailey. That makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. I, me too. I get it. Okay, so it seemed like to the outside world that Brutus was just, like, a normal dude and a normal dad. Like, his neighbors said that he never drank, he never smoked, he never cussed. Like, he never did anything that made him seem like a weird or abnormal or creepy guy. And for a few years after Megan was born, that... It seems like that's actually what the case was. Like, he seemed to be okay. And his only, like... I don't want to call it weird because it's... It's not weird, I don't think. It's weird for him. No, not even weird for him. So, like, his only thing, I guess I could say... Quirk. Quirk, maybe, yeah. Is um, that he wanted Darcy, his wife, to pose nude for him frequently or clean the house in only high heels and nothing else. But I feel like that's, like, a very normal, like, not out of the realm thing for men to enjoy watching. Well, yeah, unless you're him, of course. (laughs) But just, like... Of course, like, the outside world didn't know about any of that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like that's that's normal. Like, men like to see women, like, you know, that's one of those, like, fantasies that men have is, like, the sexy maid or whatever, yeah. where they're in heels and nothing else. And so I don't think that that is necessarily weird unless you're him, like Sarah said. <laughs> he moves his family around often because he seems to, like, just not be able to hold down a job for very long at a time at all. 
They finally land in Portland, Oregon, where he gets a job as an electrician. Well, again. <laughs> this is when Darcy becomes pregnant with their second child, a boy. And Brudos is overjoyed, knowing that he's going to have a son, but gets super triggered when, as the time comes, Darcy denied him access to the hospital room when she gave birth. Really? And, like, there's no given reason why. I have no idea why. Well, I wonder why. (laughs) It's a mysterious reason. But I don't think she suspected anything weird. Which We'll get into how I don't understand how she didn't expect anything weird, but... At this point, like, I don't think she, I mean, you know, like I said, cleaning the house naked in heels, like, that's kind of normal for a man to enjoy. Yeah. Like, I don't think he gave off anything weird to her, so I don't know why she didn't want him in there, but she didn't, and he got, like, real upset with this and decided to go out and drown his sorrows in stealing more underwear and shoes. He stalked a young woman in Portland, and when she fell asleep, he snuck into her house to steal her stuff she woke up and saw him so she decided it was a good idea to then strangle her until she passed out rape her steal her shoes and flee and i'm guessing i don't know this for sure but i'm guessing that like he probably thought she was dead this is a second girl he strangled but the first one he was what 17 or whatever so i think that maybe like once she passed out he was like oh she's dead like i'm i don't have to deal with this anymore But luckily, she was able to survive. According to the uh, All That's Interesting, he admitted that the limp body of the woman aroused him. That's when he realized that, oh, I like this. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that, like, this is the point when he realized that he needed to kill in order to get off properly. Ew. No one connected him to this incident until after he was charged with the murders, though. So... This just kind of, like, was unsolved for a while. This is also the time that his marriage started to fall apart. Darcy was, for good reason, paying more and more attention to the children, and he didn't love that. Like, she was not willing to, you know, get naked and and clean the house or pose nude for him. Like, she had kids to take care of at this point, and he was not not happy about it. She stopped contributing to his sexual fantasies, and he obviously needed more of that fulfillment than she was willing to give. And this is when he meets 19-year-old Linda Swanson. How old is he at this point? At this point, he's 30... 30, Oh my gosh. 30-something. 37? Okay, regardless, if you're in your 30s with a 19-year-old... It's, he's either 30, no, I think he's 36 at this point, and then he turns 37. I believe so. Still bizarre. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure he's 36 turning 37. Bizarre. But yeah, uh, 36-year-old. Well, it's not that she was with him, and we'll get there. So, he meets her. She is an encyclopedia door-to-door saleswoman. Okay. 1960s, that's normal. Yeah. (laughs) I know it sounds weird to us. I'm like, if someone came by knocking on my door asking if to you buy watch encyclopedia. the the new volume of a uh, Stranger Things, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Joyce, I don't talk about it. Is selling I'm Britannicas. Sh- <laughs> Joyce Bailey. Bailey. Is selling Britannicas. Stop talking. It, it doesn't give care. Li- it literally, I don't gives care. Nothing away. I so I started rewatching Stranger Things like two weeks ago. Because I remember the first season well, but I don't remember the second two very well. 
So I'm like halfway through the third season the right now. The fourth season is so good. That's also what Elena from Morbid said. It and, is so good. But my mom said it sucked. No. The new one? No, yeah, the new the one new is one. so good. I really liked it. Okay, anyway, I'm like halfway through the third season. And okay. once I finish it, I'm going to binge the fourth season. But I just didn't. I wanted to remember everything well, the rest from of the, the first four, three. The rest of the fourth doesn't come out until July 1st. Okay, those assholes. I hate when they do I know. that. <laughs> this is Netflix, not DirecTV. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, they, That's they, okay. put out, they put out seven episodes of season one. Well, I'm still in And they're all over an hour long. I heard that. I heard they're way longer. Yeah. And, like, the last episode of season, of the first volume of season four is, like, an an hour and, like, 40 minutes. The, Good. The last episode of the second volume of season four is two hour, two and a half hours. Really? Heck yeah. yeah. It's a Hell full yeah. ass movie. These are, like, is, mo- yeah, these are literal movies. Well, that's the final episode. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They're done after that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to be so bummed. Alex refuses to watch it. Alex. He refuses to. It just doesn't interest me. It you haven't watched it. It doesn't interest me. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah? With who? <laughs> <laughs> that shit came out like five years ago i know six years ago no but he when i first tried asking him if he watched it he's like no i've never seen it and now he's like i didn't like it when i watched it alex you need to rewatch the whole thing because i promise you you like it. it's so good that's why we're all Especially freaking out about it when you get to season four oh like so john good. loves it too it's not like it's a woman thing i, I never said that no jason but loves it. yeah jason loves it I'm just saying. It's so Try good. Try it tonight, please. He won't. I've tried. Bailey, I've tried. Alex, I'll send you $20 if you watch it tonight. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what a bribe. That is a, <laughs> that's a bribe. good bribe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he won't do it. We'll see. I'll let you know. Okay. You can't Venmo him if he tells you he watched it and he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she was an encyclopedia saleswoman that went door to door and she knocked on his door and he was like yeah cool i'll buy one you know and told her to go down so i guess he had like an i don't know if there was an upper garage and a lower garage but my sources called it the lower garage so i'm not sure if that was their only garage and you had to like go down to it i don't think it really matters but go down to the garage where his workshop was and when she got down there he grabbed a two by four and hit her over the head with it oh okay (laughs) yeah and then after that, he proceeded to strangle her to death. Oh, my God. And, like, I, I, his wife and children are home as all of this were ha- was happening. Oh, my God. And, like, she had no idea about it. And after he had successfully, unfortunately, murdered her, he grabbed some lingerie or clothes or whatever, shoes probably, underwear, I don't know, from his collection, and he dressed her dead body in that, along with, oh yeah, with a pair of heels, and he posed her in provocative, provocative positions, and continued to saw off her left foot with a hacksaw. Why? He, okay, why is because he's a fucking creep, and he wanted to keep it hidden in his freezer to use the foot as a model for the high heels that he had just the foot no i yeah he is so disgusting it's unreal i hate him um that was according to all that's interesting just by the way 
So, yeah, that's what he would get off to. He would, like, just put her shoe in this heel and and masturbate to it. Like, he's her so foot. creepy. Put her foot in the heel. Yeah, that's all he can. Like, ew, he's so gross. He said like, shoe. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Foot in the heel. <laughs> shoe in the heel. The foot in the shoe, whatever. Um, He, okay, so this is what confused me. But there's more about this, so I guess it's it's re- real, I guess. Um, but he tied her body to the engine of his car. Right? How do you do that? Like, how do you put a body in on top of your engine, tie it to it, and then shut the hood? Like, I don't under... I don't understand either. I don't... I guess I don't understand how cars in the 50s and 60s were made, maybe? Maybe there's more room up there? I'm not really sure. But he tied her car to the engine. Her body. And, like... <laughs> her car. <laughs> I'm her car was of... actually tied to the engine. I'm a friggin' mess, you guys, today. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, yeah, he he tied her body okay. to the engine of okay. his car. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and drove her to the Willamette River, where he faked a flat tire in order to dump her body. And... I thought that maybe, like, the engine was a weird, like, that didn't happen type of thing. Like, maybe it was a fluke in one of my sources. But no, it happened two other times. So. <laughs> okay. In multiple sources. So, okay. I'm like, okay, this this actually happened. And this was just the beginning. So, in July of 1968, Stephanie Vicko was reported missing in Portland but even though her remains were found in the woods just northeast of Forest Grove, he would never confess and would never be connected to her death. But I don't know. After I read that, like, it's still very suspicious and it makes me wonder. I mean, I feel like if, if, like, if they're putting that in with, like, legitimate sources. I only found that in, like, two of my sources, though. Okay. But, but still. <laughs> but also it doesn't fit his MO at all. Mm, and okay. there were so he was convicted we'll get into it but he was convicted of three even though we confessed to four but over the span of the two years that he um was active there were 12 young women that were missing okay so they did investigations into like all of them and nothing else could be tied to him so we don't know for sure if this was tied to him or not like they never got that clarification but i just thought i'd throw it in there because it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. So then on November 26th, 1968, Jan Susan Whitney goes missing as well. Jan was a 23-year-old college student studying at the University of Oregon. She was last seen in Eugene, and her car was later found between Salem and Albany, abandoned at a truck stop. Her car had broken down, and Bruto stopped to, you know, be a good Samaritan and help. Yeah, and take her to his house and let her call a tow truck from there because he's just such a good guy. But, of course, he strangled her with a leather strap before she could even get out of the car. Like, he didn't even take her into his house to strangle her. He then proceeded to rape her before removing her body and putting it in his garage. Oh, are you sleepy? Sorry. (laughs) That's okay, I'm sleepy too. Um, So, yeah, he raped her. In the car still, before removing her body and putting it in his garage. He hung her up from a pulley that he had installed from his in his garage and continued to dress her in new new clothing that he had from his stash so he could take photographs of her dead body and continue to rape her dead body. He did this 
for days. For days. I just want to throw up. As she was starting to decompose. And he decided that it was finally time, because her body was literally decomposing, to cut off one of her breasts and make a resin mold of it so that he could use it as a paperweight. He's the most disgusting human. How have I never heard of him? I can't... I don't even want to call him a human. Like, he's the most disgusting creature I have ever talked about. And at this point, this was in his garage. And I was like, where the hell is his wife and kids? Like, how does she not know that he is in his garage doing this kind of thing? Like, if... Yeah. When Alex is upstairs for too long, I go up there and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> i mean i don't think he's doing anything sketchy upstairs in our own house but if he was in the garage for hours at a time i'd be like hey like i kind of miss you like you want to hang out or something you know like i wouldn't just not wonder about Check what was in, happening yeah. you know but i did get that cleared up via wikipedia and wikipedia says that he set up a literal intercom system in his garage in the 60s. In the 60s. Wow. Okay. And did not allow his wife to enter at any time, no matter what, unless she told him through the intercom that she was coming in. So he could, like, have time to hide everything. <coughs> Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And I don't know. I, like, I get... That's so weird. I get that, like, she had to do that and whatnot, but still, if, again, even in 2022, if Alex was, like... You can't come in here unless you call me first to let me know you're coming in. Like, wouldn't you question things? I well, would for sure question things. Well, yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing in there without me? Yeah. It's weird. Um, so anyway, he made the after he made the mold of the breast, he tied her to a railroad iron and threw her body along with Linda's foot that had started to decompose where he had threw Linda's body into the Willamette River. On March 27th, 1969, 18-year-old college student Karen Sprinker is abducted at gunpoint by what witnesses say a large man in women's clothing from the Meyer and Frank parking lot, which is like a big department store in Salem, where her car would later be found. He brought her again to his garage, but didn't kill her right away this time. He forced her to try on different clothing that he had stashed and posed for him while he photographed her and then repeatedly raped her before he started strangling her and then hanging her from the pulley that he had Jan's body hanging from. It's like that was her ultimate cause of death. He basically did the same thing to her as he did Jan, except at this point, or at this time, he um, cut off both of her breasts and made them into paperweights instead of just one of them. And he, again, strapped her body to the engine of his car and dumped her in the Willamette River, which I still don't understand. I will never understand. And then this, I have two sources. Um, One was saying April 21st. One was saying April 22nd. Only a day apart. No big deal. But one of the two days of 1969, Brutus came across 24-year-old Sharon Wood in the basement parking lot of a uh, Portland State University. And luckily, she fought him off. Like, she didn't... She put up a struggle for this dude. So he tried grabbing her and, like, abducting her. And she bit his thumb so hard that it started bleeding. And he got super pissed off. 
and started beating her almost to death. Like, he beat her until she was unconscious. Oh, my God. And by the grace of God, a car was coming towards him, so he, like, freaked out and ran. So she luckily lived during this, but she was definitely going to be his next victim. And according to one of my sources, he was not connected to this attempted abduction until, like, after he was charged with everything else. And then possibly on the same day, so this verse says April 22nd, so if the first one was on the 21st or the 22nd, I'm not sure, but on April 22nd, the same year, 14, 14-year-old 14 Leanne Brumley, which, so I got Leanne Brumley from one source, and I got Gloria Jean Smith from a different source, mm. so I'm not... The Smith sh- one sounds like a, like a pseudonym. It... Could be. I mean, she was 14, so she was underage. One yeah. might be her real name. One might be an alias. I have no idea. But, yeah, I got I got two different names from that. Um, but, anyway, a 14-year-old girl came into contact with him, and Brutus was able – or came into contact with Brutus, and, like, he tried abducting her into his car, and she was also luckily able to escape before he had a chance to, like, get her. 14 is disgusting. Yeah. Especially he's got kids. Well, I mean, he's disgusting anyway, but, like, 14 is extra disgusting. But, like, you've got children. Yeah. Well, but he clearly doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but, like, you think... I mean, like, he was excited about his boy until he couldn't be in the room with him, like, when he was born, and now he's just, like... Like, I literally saw nothing in my sources about him, like, doing anything for his kids. And when he got arrested, like, nothing about, like, oh, I don't want my kids to hear about this or anything like that, like... It seemed like he didn't care. I mean, obviously, like, we're normal people. But, like, I couldn't imagine killing anyone, but especially a child now that, like, I yeah. have kids. Of my, yeah. Or a, a kid of my own, you know? I mean, I don't have kids, and I still could not even fathom. All right, so our final victim, thank God, our final victim, was 22-year-old Linda Don Saley. Linda was abducted from, again, a parking garage. She was walking back to her car to to or from the mall. I don't know which which one. Um, when he posed as a police officer to gain her trust, he used his typical mo and brought her to his garage where he raped her, strangled her, and then continued to quote play with her deceased body. Ew! I know. Ew! I'm telling you, he's the most disgusting. Okay, I I don't want to ask, but I do. What is? What do you mean by play? Well, I like dress her like, up okay, and like ew. pose her and stuff. Yeah, pose her. Ew. I know. He's, he's foul. Gross. He's so foul. Like, I don't know how he's not bigger. How do more people not know about him? Yeah. I've he's never heard of so him. So disgusting. And this absolute disgusting piece of dog shit thought that her breasts were, quote, too pink to cut off. What Which, does that like. Mean? It doesn't make sense because he literally just cuts them off to make molds of them anyway, and then he tosses them. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, it's a good thing that he didn't cut them off, but, like, it's still, it doesn't make sense. His train of thought is not there. Yeah. I don't know. He's, I hate him. I hate him so much. Me too. So, instead of cutting off her breasts to make the molds, he attempted to make her body, quote, jump by connecting an electrical current to her. I wish you guys could, see, could like, see Sarah's face right now. 
Sarah just Seriously. said Sarah's just like fully crinkled her eyebrows and her nose and her mouth and she's just like what the fuck yeah like he I guess he wanted it to be like seem like she was like alive for a second but she I don't I have no idea what his thought process was maybe he has a fetish because he got electrocuted Maybe Ew. that's one of those things. Like, he's bringing it back to his old shocky shocky days. <laughs> shocky shocky days. Shocky shocky. <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking weird. I don't know. It's weird, yeah. Ugh. Maybe, like, I i don't know. I mean, that's a good theory. Maybe he wanted to be, like, to think that, like, she's alive again so we could re-kill her. I have no idea, but that's what he tried to do. Bizarre. And it ended up failing. So, instead of keeping her for days, like he did the others, he tied her body to his, this time, not his engine, his transmission. Oh. (laughs) I don't understand how this is happening. So, still, like, in the engine bay. Well, the transmission's, like, underneath, but, like, up a little bit. Yeah. You can drop your transmission, bro. Yeah, I don't, like, did he strap her, like, underneath? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how he's doing this. If somebody knows how 1950s. Why doesn't he just put her in, like. Or 1960s cars work? Please let me know. Like, are they are they bigger? Like, do they have enough room to strap a whole like adult human body under there? I don't get it. But yeah, apparently two to the engine, one to the transmission. I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But he threw her into the Willamette River also. So stick into his mo. And. After he would murder these girls, he would frequently dress up in women's clothing and masturbate to the sight of their dead bodies. Ew. And, like, not only masturbate, but, like, continue to commit necrophilia on all of their dead bodies. I know. I wish you didn't say that. It's part of the story. I mean, I hate it, too. He's disgusting. I, I wish I had a better adjective to describe him, but he's just disgusting. And... Obviously, because he had a very typical M.O., police finally caught on. And after the fourth victim, whose car was found abandoned, they put together... Sorry. <laughs> Misty just... Or, uh, Bailey just kissed my dog, Misty. It was sweet. <laughs> girl. They finally put it, put it together that they might have a serial killer on their hands. However, in this time, it was still the 60s, and, like, they hadn't coined the term serial killer yet. Yeah. That didn't happen until, like, the late 70s. Well, Linda's body, who was the last victim, was the first one to be found in the Long Tom River near Monroe on May 10th, 1969. Two days later, on May 12th, 1969, police discovered the body of 19-year-old Karen Sprinker, also in Long Tom River. The third body to be discovered was Jan Whitney, who was found in the Willamette River still tied to the railroad iron that he had tossed her over with. So now all of their bodies have been found. In May of 1969, Brudo started calling around campus to set up line dates with him, like, for him. And I noticed a different time, but I, I don't know. Maybe because I didn't live in this time, I don't get it. But if somebody, like, called my phone number and was like, hey, like, I'm this tall, I'm this age, my name is this, do you want to go out on a date? I'd be like, no, you know, like, that's creepy. Sarah and Missy are having a freaking moment right now. Yeah. It is so cute. Missy, do you love your Auntie Sarah? I love you. Yeah? Do you want to say it? Say I love you. Say I love you. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she showed Sarah that she loved her. She didn't tell her. But I don't know. I, like, I just think that's weird. That is really weird. And he surprisingly was able to set up multiple dates using this method. But police were already prepared to be out where young, attractive women would be. Bars, mall parking lots, you know, stuff like that. And eventually a young college student had gone out with Brudos on one of these blind dates and was able to tell police a description of him. So at least they have somewhere to begin. And even if it wasn't the same guy, they can still catch a total creep. Yeah. So, oh, hold on. Code ready, guys. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. I exited out of my notes. <laughs> Misty won't let me get my drink. Misty Moo. Every time. I know. Lose. She's she's the neediest Misty, dog. Come here. She's so sweet, though. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. We're back. So, anyway. A young college student had gone out with him and and told police a description. So, Jerry ended up contacting that same girl a second time. The You know, the one that notified him. The police. And... Shout out to that girl for, like, calling the police and telling them, like, this guy's creepy, you know? But he was not arrested after the police caught him at the girl's dorm hall because he was very cooperative and didn't give police any suspicion that he was any type of creep or, like, the murderer of all these young women. Hmm. If there's a murderer going around being a creep, why would they... And he's just creeping around a dorm room. Well, he went on a date with this girl twice, so... So, like, he if kind of has a reason to be yeah. there, I guess. I don't know. And, I mean, it's a different time, and, like, I mean, they just didn't have anything to arrest him on. Yeah. They yeah. may have been able to, like, bring in him for questioning, but he still could have left whenever he wanted, you know? Who knows? Right. So, anyway, they they decided that this guy was a little bit creepy anyway, so they reviewed his background info and his record and whatnot and said, like, you know, we should look into this guy anyway. So they go to his house and search it and find many questioning items in his garage. Shocker. And they retrieve enough to obtain a search warrant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, get... <laughs> I tried keeping going. I couldn't. I went to go pet my dog, who is laying on Sarah, and I'm, like, trying to pet her as I'm looking at my notes, and Sarah just grabs my hand and holds onto it. I just want to hold your hand. (laughs) I just want to hold my hand. Okay, so they obtained a search warrant for his house and obviously searched further, and right as they started asking him questions about either Leanne or Gloria, it's that that 14-year-old that we don't really know her name. Um, they apprehended him and started the interrogation process. Pretty much immediately, he was arrested, and he tried calling Darcy from jail and convincing her to burn the evidence, such as photos and clothing and whatnot, but thankfully, she was like, no, what the hell? Like, I'm not doing that for you, and, like, does not stick by her piece of shit husband. So, Jerry Brudos ends up confessing to four murders, but only pleaded guilty to and charged with three. He was not charged with Linda Slauson, which was the first one, because they didn't have any photographs of the body like they did with the other three. Um, I I read somewhere. It was kind of a bit confusing. (laughs) Oh, my My gosh. My bad, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Sorry. 
it's okay. People like the the background weirdness, like Misty squeaking her toy, <laughs> but she should still leave it alone. Dude, okay, alone? I found this toy the first day I was dog sitting her, and I saw it in the store. I, I brought her into TJ Maxx, as I should. As you should. And every time I take her into TJ Maxx, okay, I've been in there with her at least three or four times, and every time I'm there, I let her pick out a toy. <laughs> I know, she's so spoiled. So I pick out a and few that I, like, it. really like, and I'm like, oh, I missed you would like this, and I let her pick. Like, I put them on the ground, and I just let her pick, and she picked this one, and it's fucking... For and her, it's pretty big. It's, it's, yeah. And she has never brought a toy upstairs with her, and she literally brought this toy upstairs underneath the bed where she sleeps, and, like, brought it upstairs to cuddle with it. Like, she oh. loves this toy, and she's I'm squeaking so it, and, like, she's gotta stop. While we finish. Misty, can you leave it? Can you leave it? Can you lay Come down? Here. Come here. Good girl. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, anyway. They char- they didn't charge him with Linda Slauson's murder, even though he confessed to it, because they didn't have the photographs of her body. But I was a bit confused, because it sounded like that he they had photographs of her sawed-off foot. But just not of her body, which I feel like is enough to charge. But if he confessed, then why? I, I'm i wondering if maybe because there wasn't, like, solid proof that he could turn around and be like, no, I, I confessed a lot, but it wasn't actually me. So they hit him with, like, the hard evidence ones, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, though. I don't know. If and he like, confessed, that's a confession. Like, that's... Well, yeah, but how many false confessions are there out there? Right, but I mean, he's already done all the other ones, so I mean, if he I confessed agree. to this one, then... And what? I just, I hope that Linda's family, like, got closure just knowing that he's never going to be released from prison, even though, like, her case was never officially closed. I don't know how that feels as a family, but I hope that they got that kind of closure that they needed... I don't know. But he was convicted of Jan Whitney, Karen Sprinker, and Linda Saley. Good. And he was convicted overall of three consecutive life sentences as they had no death penalty in the state of Oregon at this time. He was evaluated by many psychiatrists because he tried claiming innocent by reason of insanity. Insanity? No. No, absolutely not. Um, So he was evaluated by psychiatrists, and they diagnosed him with antisocial personality, manifested by fetishism, transveticism, exhibitionism, voyeurism, and especially sadism, which is just a lot. (laughs) A lot. That sounds like a lot. Well, I feel like pretty much every serial killer that I've like researched has antisocial personality. No, this is anti oh. Yeah, antisocial. No, usually it's borderline personality. Anti I've seen antisocial in every single one that I've I've seen borderline more. Which I don't know the difference, to be honest. Um uh, Should yeah, we look I it up real quick? Them. Should we pause? Right, we're taking a quick pause. Okay, so borderline personality personality disorder Sarah, what'd you do? I committed symptoms. No, I don't want to do that. A mental disorder characterized by unstable moods, behavior, and relationship. An antisocial, antisocial, social, social <laughs> personality disorder is a mental health disorder characterized by disregard for other people. So borderline is like you're just kind of up and down, like you don't know what's going on. And um, antisocial is like you just don't care about other people, which. 
I think they kind of go hand in hand. Right. But it's kind of like people who don't show like empathy. Yeah. Exactly. I'm such an empathetic person. Oh, it's... I'm disgustingly empathetic. Sarah's I like mean. Yeah, Sarah no. is so not. She's so opposite. <laughs> I'm no, I hate it. That's like my downfall. Like not that I'm a psychopath, but I really don't give uh-huh. a shit. You're a sociopath, that's why. <laughs> I mean, well, shit, I don't know. What's the definition well, of a sociopath shit. because I might be one, but like I'm not a like I would never kill someone. Well, no, but sociopath is like you don't you might be a sociopath. <laughs> you like don't have those empathetic tendencies and you like don't care. It's almost kind of like Okay, like, well, you just don't okay. really care well, necessarily about like here's my thing. It's like I struggle to see that someone else is a living human if I don't know any details. So like I see someone on the side of the road begging for change or whatever, I don't I have a hard time recognizing that they're also a human with like a life that they live. I was right. And sociopath, I literally typed in sociopath and it came up with antisocial, antisocial yeah. again, uh, <laughs> antisocial personality but, disorder. But here's the thing. If I know your name, you become human to me. If I don't know a detail about you, like a personal detail, then you're not, in my mind, I, I find it hard to associate you with you being like a human being. Well, I don't, I don't which is really, it. It, it's, it sounds crazy. No, but see, I am very empathetic, but I don't pay any mind to people like being on the side of the street except no i I know you do except there was this one guy so i used to work at kfc you guys i was a manager there i worked there for four years and there was this this homeless guy that would come in and he would scrape up enough change from the parking lots and whatnot and he would come in and he would pay for his meal and like he wouldn't ask for anything extra wouldn't ask for any upgrades nothing like that and he was just like a genuinely like decent human being and i knew like he was always in the same clothes no matter when you saw him two months later he's in the same clothes like i could tell he was very much like hurting for for stuff and like there was one time that i saw him like picking up scraps and change from the walmart parking lot and i was like let's give him some money like yeah. he like i know that he's like not just one of those shitty like listen like my whole thing is like i grew up with somebody who had an addiction like i talked about it in previous episodes but like my dad was an alcoholic and like he's 10 years sober so like go dad um and he turned his life around but like there's people who don't have those opportunities like my dad had so many resources available to him to like turn around his opportunities and (laughs) i'm sorry as bailey was talking sarah looked at me and and whispered am i a sociopath (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's okay if you are i don't think you are no i don't think you are i think i I don't think tiffany and i would be friends with you if you i think you have a a little bit of tendencies of them but like you're not because like (laughs) tiffany no no, i don't think you have sociopath tendencies if she was a sociopath she wouldn't care about like our feelings but as we established last night with (laughs) my my potential future bridesmaids dresses oh yeah okay so i sent bailey Sarah, Jessica, and Kylie, two options for bridesmaid dresses, even though I'm not even engaged yet. But I just, just wanted saying. to see their... Just saying, Alex. I just wanted to see their reactions because one of them was really cute and one of them was really ugly. And Bailey and Sarah, or Bailey and Kylie were both like, oh, these are hideous. Like, what are you thinking? And Sarah was just like, 
oh, like, I don't really like the second one. Okay. So <laughs> I looked it up. I'm not a sociopath. No, you're not. Okay. I here, you have a little she's bit turning of the, microphone, <laughs> the <laughs> microphone towards her. Because <laughs> look, okay. Here is, it says, um, it says, okay. Interesting. it like skipped a bunch because the ads loaded um these are the signs of a sociopath lack of empathy for others yes (laughs) yes (laughs) impulse behavior no attempting to control others with threats or aggression no using intelligence charm or charisma to manipulate others i don't know a little bit you're pretty charming sometimes i some i kind of do that sometimes (laughs) Um, not learning from mistakes or punishment, no. Lying for personal gain, no. no. Showing a tendency to physical violence and fights. No, you're just a what bitch. I'm just a what I've never actually been in a fight. I just what bitch the fuck out of people until they get scared <laughs> of me. So maybe that's like... I don't... I don't wait, know. I don't think so. Um, what is a what bitch? It's when, oh, you, go it's like, when you go like this and you, what, you like, put what your bitch? hands up and you're like, what, what bitch? bitch? Okay, I wish you guys and could then see I, this because then... Sarah and Tiffany are both like... <laughs> full like arms out just like chest up just like what, what? well because it, it scares people into thinking that i've been in a fight before and then generally they don't want to fight me because they think i'm scary i've never been in a fight okay you're not scary michael yates if you're listening to this oh is he a what bitch no he what? no he's most definitely not but never forget the time that he nailed somebody at the trampoline park we were playing dodgeball and he nailed somebody in the head and somebody tried to fight me about it because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I like literally was just like, I laughed at them because I thought they were kidding and they were not kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rest of uh, superficial relationships, no. Stealing or committing other crimes, no. Threatening well, suicide. I used to steal from Safeway a lot, but. Okay, what well, young Sarah, person did yeah. it? Like, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna blink that out. I used to steal from a grocery store a lot. Yeah, from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> threatening suicide to manipulate without intention to act, no. Abusing drugs or alcohol, no. Uh, troubles with responsibilities, such as a job or paying bills. Uh, no. Okay, so you're like two of the tendencies. So like I'm like a baby sociopath, maybe. <laughs> baby sociopath. <laughs> okay, Avery. <laughs> Baby assistant, baby sociopath. Makes sense. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Okay, let's finish it up. Okay, yes. Anyway, so he was diagnosed with all that. Um, So they also found out that he had an above average IQ, like I I said. He's a genius. And was completely competent to stand trial. Not that it mattered because he tried doing the insanity plea, but like they were like, no, you're you're totally competent. Yeah. So he was like, all right, I plead guilty then. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't work in his favor at all. His wife, Darcy, was actually also arrested and arraigned because... Wait, what? You'll hear. Okay. Sh- don't worry. Don't worry about her. Um, she was also arrested and arraigned because a neighbor had claimed that he or she didn't specify had, I guess, witnessed Darcy helping Jerry throw one of the bodies over the bridge. Which I find confusing because if you saw this couple throwing a body over the bridge, why would you not? Why did you wait until after until Jerry was arrested? Yeah, until trial to say like, oh yeah, I totally witnessed that. 
So I don't think he's credible anyway. Or Bro, she... I'm like literally so involved in like the true crime world now that like if I saw some shit go down in town, I'd like call the police and yeah. be like, I just saw this. Well, okay. So I saw this child. Did you hear about this yet? Because <laughs> if not, I want to be the first one to tell you. <laughs> I literally saw this child get into a car once and it was like near a bus stop or whatever. But based on my job, like I'm out on the road a lot. And yeah, I saw as this child cleaner. as a street cleaner, yeah, or a pl- snowplow driver, whatever you want. But um, he got on this car, and I wrote down their license plate in my phone. I'm like, I don't know if this is okay. Like, if a child goes missing, like this is the first tip they're getting. Yeah, no child ever went missing, so like it must have been their parent or whatever. But I'm like on or top a friend. of that. Yeah, like, I think about it all the time. Like, if you and when you and Alex have children in the next three slash four years. <laughs> I better get a ring on this finger you saw first. Look at me. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm 100% going to pick them up from the bus stop at some point in time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's different. Like, not different. But, like, I didn't see who this person was. I just saw their car. I saw a child, like, talk to them through the window and then get in. Oh. Yeah. So okay. I was like, mm, I'm putting that license plate in my phone right now, like, in my notes. And if anything goes down, like, I have that info at least. Yeah. And luckily, never, nothing ever happened. Like, it was someone trusted. But, it was legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, last episode, or, like, last episode I was in, like, see something, say something. Hear yeah. something, say something. Like, or at least just document it in case something happens. You have that documentation. But anyway, yeah. Like, if he saw this couple throwing a body over the bridge why wait until trial to say something yeah so i don't think this person is very trustworthy at all and she ended up testifying in court at her own defense and pleading her innocence and i don't personally think she had anything to do with this no and she was luckily found not guilty and like this is also like the 1940s 50s 60s this is like this is very much okay but this is, like, when this was all happening, it was very much, like, the wives keep to themselves, the husbands keep to themselves, like. Yeah, that is true. It was a different time. And I, did I, I talked about the intercom, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I had that in my notes later on. That's why I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure. But I just, like, even with the intercom, like, how did she not think that, like, something weird was going on in there? Yeah. But I don't blame her. I mean... She could have, I mean, she was obviously caught up with, like, two small children. Like, she probably just didn't give a shit what her husband was doing because they were not that close. Yeah. So, she's probably like, you know what, if he's cheating on me, he's cheating on me. You know, like, whatever. Like, he's doing whatever he needs to and I'm taking care of the kids and, like, doing what I need to do. Yeah. So, I don't blame her for anything. And then in August of 1970, Darcy officially divorces Jerry yeah, and, Darcy. Yeah, you go, Darcy. And she changes her name and her kids' names, I believe, and moved away from the area. Good. She also received a court order saying that her children were not allowed to contact Jerry in any way. Good. Like, they couldn't write to him. They couldn't go visit him. Nothing. Good. And I'm sure once they turned 18, that would change. But if it was me, I don't... I think if I was, like, a two-year-old at this point, and then If I, I knew what my dad had done... Yeah. No. I mean... Like, if he had done it maybe at the age that I'm at, I would want to go talk to him and be like, why the fuck did you do that? But if I was two, I'd be like, I don't even know this dude. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even want to contact him. But I don't know. Um, and this is good news. 
when he was in prison, um, well, I guess this part isn't good news yet, but when he was in prison, he started collecting shoe catalogs. Oh. Yeah. It's such a weird fetish. I know. So he would, like, write to big stores, like, department stores and stuff and ask them to send him shoe catalogs because yeah because it would suffice for his pornography addiction like like that would be what he looked at for his pornography so he could masturbate to it ew i know and they would send them to him no i was gonna say i hope they said fuck no no they literally sent him these catalogs that's that's disgusting that's what i'm saying like who did that put Put these companies on blast. I wish I knew who they were. <laughs> I would. Let, let me tell you, I Probably would. Sears. <laughs> Probably Sears. Probably Sears. I don't JC know. Penny. Okay, I don't want to put them on blast. We don't know. Sorry, Marshalls. we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, sorry. we have My no bad. idea who My you guys bad. were. But we're just naming department stores. I'm sorry. Don't sue us. Um, and he also did not have a fun life in prison. Like, So one time he was hit over the head with a bucket of water. And on top of receiving like severe multiple beatings like all the time in prison because like as Bro, you, that's my only like hope about prison is that like they get fucked up yeah if you're like a child <laughs> yeah. rapist or a, like you rape women well if you, if you go point. into jail for rape like the guys in there will fuck you up yeah that was my like, point like my next bullet was like child murderers or child rapists get like the absolute worst of it but like women murderers or women rapists get like the the next step below yeah like they still get shit on in yeah. prison. like people don't fuck with that in prison no and I, they're like i'm in here for a fucking drug charge and you raped somebody and you're here at the same level as me like fuck you yeah and i know someone who's very close to me i'm not gonna mention who we all know who um but he was in prison for a while and he used to tell me like the second some like a new prisoner came in, people would bombard him like, "Let me see your papers right now," because they needed to know exactly what you were in for, whether or not you were going to survive in prison or not. Yeah, and I mean that's good. Like, fuck those guys. Yeah, but, like you know, it's like a good a good friend of mine was in jail recently, um, on drug charges, and he's been released, and the charges have been acquitted. Like it was, it was. A, a whole system of mistakes by multiple people for the reason that he was in jail. But um, he was telling me about how, like, somebody would come in for, like, rape or for a sexual assault and they would just get treated like shit. Yeah. Like, the other prisoners, they like, really he do. was telling me, he was like, listen, like, I was in on very, like, minor charges and people treated me like I was a fucking king. Like, I got books every day. I would work out with my friends, like... It wasn't, you know, all sunshine and rainbows because I was in jail, but, like, you know, like, I didn't have it as, as bad as, like, somebody who's in on, like, a sexual assault or, or like, a rape charge. Yeah, same. Like, the, the person I know, I'm going to ask him if I can talk about it, but he would tell me, like, you know, like, he never got beat up or anything, and he would tell me all the stories about, like, the people that would come in with, like, rape charges or Well, he child is, like, a good person, too. He is a good dude. Yeah. He just made some bad choices. Yeah. Um, and then he would also, <laughs> which is really funny, maybe, maybe he can be on the podcast one of these days, but he yeah. would tell me, like, how they would pass notes to and from each other called, like, fishing and, like, how they would do this and that and, like, how they did tattoos in prison and, like, it's honestly kind of interesting like prisoners are fucking smart yeah they are if they use their smarts for good instead of bad like they could make it so far in life yeah. it's unreal 
But anyway, so. Well, this person that you know is very smart, and they have turned their life around, so. We love you. We love you. (laughs) You know who you are. You know who you are. You listen to this. You listen to this. You better listen to this. If you don't, I'm going to be offended. He does. Okay, good. He'll, like, text me about, about, like, certain episodes and, like, say something. I'm like, aw, you're listening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, he was also treated on January 1st of 1970 (laughs) <laughs> forget this rectal bleeding oh. <laughs> in jail yeah in jail ah and you, you deserve well the paperwork for that showed that it was caused by hemorrhoids or quote other oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> we all know what the other is hemorrhoids or other <laughs> listen so i'm just saying you probably deserved it <laughs> i'm just saying like we all hope that it was the other yeah Without saying we hope that it was the other. (laughs) So, yeah, I really hope. I, like, I don't wish that bad upon many people. Okay, Tiffany, let's just backtrack, like, multiple episodes where you, multiple times, I've talked about somebody getting the death penalty, and you're like, yeah, good for them. they deserve it, they deserve it. And this guy also deserves it. But unfortunately. No, he totally does. Oregon does it. Yeah. But. I don't know, I feel like like, that's almost worse than, like, a death penalty. Yeah, if you're going to rape and murder and then continue to rape their dead body, like, you deserve to be in prison getting raped, understanding what that feels like. What you put upon someone else, you deserve to understand what that feels like to yourself. Yeah. Screw this guy. I hate him. him. I hate him so much. Screw him. F him. (laughs) F him up. So he applied for many appeals, but all were denied, and the parole parole board straight up told him that he would never be released because he was sentenced to three consecutive life prison uh prisonments terms whatever um but Same thing. yeah so you know that's obviously like 25 plus 25 plus 25 and then parole but i don't know what the minimum sentence was for all of this um but he was eligible for a parole Okay. At some point. And he applied for parole many times. And eventually the parole board was like, you're never going to be released. Yeah. Like, we're not releasing you. Which is good. Like, he does not deserve to be released. Listen, like, my whole opinion about it is that, like, if somebody's in on drug charges or, like, nonviolent offenses, they should fully be eligible for parole. Because there is people who fuck up. There's people who make wrong decisions but if you don't take somebody else's life in the process, you deserve a second chance. I don't care what it is. Like, you deserve a second chance. I think rape is the only thing that I... Well, yes. Duh. But I'm also iffy on that because I also had a friend once who... Granted, I only know his side of the story. I don't know hers. Yeah. I don't... It. it he could be lying. I'm not sure. But he said he was like... 18 at the time and she was 16 okay and her parents she, found out no she yeah she, she said like that she was 18 and um and he was like okay cool like you know let's yeah. let's go and then her parents found out and he ended up getting charged with rape yeah even though she consented she was but she, but because she was underage like it didn't matter yeah so he still got convicted of rape of a minor and in that kind of case, it's like... That's something that should definitely go to trial. Because that's... And it did, and he still got convicted. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like I said, I only know one side of the story. I yeah. don't know both sides. I don't know exactly everything that happened. Obviously, I wasn't there. But... I don't know. Rape is one of those things, too, where lot, it's very, like... 
as a female, like, it's very easy to ruin someone's life. Like, we just saw in the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, like, go Johnny, Johnny won. Like, I was fully rooting for Johnny the entire time. So was I. But I think everyone was, to be honest I, with you. I'm, I, don't I don't know anybody, anybody that was like, well, Amber might be right. Unless it's, like, some dude that was, like, obsessed with her. I'm sure yeah. nobody else thought that. But, like, the whole thing is, like, it's so easy to ruin someone someone's life. Like, it's kind of sad, almost to the point where, like, you, I, like me as a female, I could go to the police department right now and be like, this person f- sexually assaulted me. And they would probably believe me. Yeah. And that's as a woman, so yes. sad and so scary. Like, I I would never do that to somebody. No, I would. I never. Mean, you ever. have to be a real shitty human to do that. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, is, like, if you're going to take the steps to lie about that, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and you deserve to be put in jail. Oh, I hope it bites in the ass. And But, like, my whole thing about, like, jail and everything, like, if you're in on drug charges or, like, robbery, robbery like but, like, you do, but, like you're not armed. Person. Yes. But you're not armed. <laughs> well, he wasn't armed when he... No. He didn't rob he any specific... He didn't rob any specific <laughs> person, but he... Did okay. a gun in the let's, process. <laughs> let's just say, if you if you were convicted of robbery and like it was not armed robbery or it was not something where you were tending to to like hurt another person, like yeah, you he didn't even rob a person, like won, he robbed a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, you fully one hundred percent completely deserve a second chance. Like I do not care what the circumstances were, you deserve a second chance because it takes four minutes for somebody to be like, hey let's go do this and then you go and do that thing and then you're like oh fuck also let this just be a warning like don't do do drugs kids <laughs> don't do drugs because, <laughs> because this person i'm talking about did drugs and like that's why he robbed and that's why he ended up in prison so just don't do drugs it's so easy just, just don't do them just, just say no yeah just say no. <laughs> i feel like dare yeah but seriously say though, no we're 25 oh i'm 25 she's 23 don't just say no yeah you know, we're young and we're pretty dumb good still, and we don't do drugs. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't do drugs. <laughs> I don't do drugs either. Speak for yourself, Tiffany. <laughs> I don't do bad no, drugs. No, none of us do drugs. Bailey smokes weed. Mm, we all know that. I don't, but. <laughs> oh. Well. Oh. Oh. oh Sarah's like, oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's literally all I'm I do, totally though. Kidding no. Don't do drugs, though. Listen, I'm organic, though. You can yeah, screw your so, life up. Okay, I'm organic. They're great. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get to the end. We're almost at the end. Okay. You're not fucking done yet? No. No, we're, we're I'm, like, on the last paragraph. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, back to it. So, Jerry Brutus ultimately lived a long, hopefully horrible life in prison. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounded pretty bad just from his first year, so hopefully it continued to be bad because... Fuck I this guy. So. I hate him so much. And he died in prison on March 28th, oh. two days after your birthday. <laughs> two days after my birthday. 2006. So okay, so I was eight. seven. I was seven. Oh, okay. I had yeah, just yeah. turned seven. No. Yes. You were born in 98, right? 99. Oh, okay. That's right. 99. Party yeah, lights, 1999, for- baby. Sorry. I forget that you're such a baby. <laughs> um, He died of liver cancer. So that cannot have been a good death. No. He must have suffered, and he yes. deserved every last I second hope so. of it. I hate him. 
Um, and according to Wikipedia, after 37 years in prison before he ended up dying, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in all of Oregon. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. So he lived literally such a long, miserable life in there. Good. Like, he deserved That's it. That's what I hope for. And just so everyone knows, um, the media coined him the shoe fetish slayer. That is the worst thing for me to say. Shoe fetish. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to try? Shoe fetish slayer. Shoe fetish slayer. <laughs> shoe. Okay, this is going to get me. Shoe fetish. <laughs> shoe fetish slayer. There you go. Even with my list. Shoe fetish like, slayer. It's obviously no. hard for me because of the Shoe list. fetish slayer. Yeah, she said it. Shoe fetish slayer. No, shoe I can't say slayer. it. Shoe fetish slayer. You sound like me. Shoe fetish slayer. <laughs> wow, that's hard. I that know. Is, can you say it one more time, Tiff? No, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> shoe fetish slayer. And also... What was the, that? Slayer. Be quiet. <laughs> and also the lust killer. Okay, so that one's has, a lot easier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we had two, like nicknames i guess you could say so um i i was really trying to find some information on the victims so i could talk about them but i was not able to find anything other than like their birthday and like Mm -hmm. their parents yeah so i'm just gonna recap linda slauson who was the one that he was not convicted of she was 19 born on january 26th of 19 or she went missing i'm sorry on january 26th of 1968 and her body was never found, and he was not convicted for it. Jan Whitney was 23. She went missing on November 25th, 1968. Her body was found on January 27th. I'm sorry, July 27th of 1969. Karen Sprinker was 19. She went missing on March 27th, 1969. <sighs> and her body was found on May 12th, 1969. That's John's mom's birthday. Which one? March 27th. Oof. A day after yours. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 1969 is her birthday, too. My mom was born in 1969. Oh, my God. Cute. Before this, but oh. only a couple months. Yeah. My mom was born in 55. <laughs> <laughs> She's hella old. My mom was born in 60. So. My dad was... No, he's not that old either. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay, yeah, there's one more. Linda Saley, who is 22... Went missing on April 23rd, 1969, and her body was found on May 10th, 1969. And I just wanted to end it with, I mean, I know that it's unfortunate I'm ending it with, like, the day they went missing, the day their bodies were found, but that's really all I have on them. Yeah. I was able to find, like, their parents' names, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I knew more, that I could talk about the victims more, but unfortunately there was just so much more on the perpetrator than there was the victims that that's what we had to focus on yeah but i just don't i don't want him to be like you know obviously he's infamous for being like this terrible serial killer but i want their names to be remembered yeah so there they are yeah well that was shitty because he sucked that was a very interesting case i've never heard of it i can't believe i've never heard of it yeah, I That's can't insane. believe that I've only heard of it because of Mindhunter. Yeah. Like, Mindhunter, oh my god. Okay, Murder With My Husband was just talking about the show. Yeah, I talk about them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Mindhunter is such a good show. And you don't even watch it. You no, but I do, it. but I do. I do off and on. Bailey. <laughs> I know, I'm bad. I've been yelling at you about it forever. But 
Anyway, that's this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. And yeah. remember, don't be evil. Don't be evil. Don't, don't be do evil. It. Don't do it. It's bad. You'll end up like this guy. Yeah. With hemorrhoids. He's... Or other. <laughs> or other. <laughs> Air quotes, other. Other. I hope it's the other. It's probably the other. Okay, remember, don't be evil. Don't be evil. Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.